0: This is Leslie.
1: And this is Liam. And we are trading money stress for real happiness.
0: You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, myself and Liam will casually break down a wealth topic and occasionally we'll invite a friend to do so as well. And today we have Lynette Calfani-Fox. We are so excited to have her on this show. I'm sure the name sounds familiar to you all, but she is The Money Coach, a personal finance expert, speaker, and author of 15 money management books, including New York Times bestseller, Zero Debt, The Ultimate Guide to Financial Freedom, I think at this point, audience, you're seeing why Liam and I are so excited about having her here. Lynette is just an absolute leader in this space, and we can't wait to bring her experience from journalism, her experience in business, and more importantly, as a financial educator to this show.
1: Lynette, welcome. we wanted to ask you, you know our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. So what does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there?
2: Well, I think for me, if I had to sort of concretely and succinctly define happiness, it's really all about balance. Uh, I'm really happiest and most at peace with myself when I have sort of all pistons firing, when my spiritual life is in order and I'm making sure to take time to devote to growing my spirituality, when my relationships are healthy and in order and um, just like right in sync with my husband and partner and my three kids and my extended family as well. And, you know, we all have family drama (laughs) from time to time. So, you know, we gotta work on that. Um, (laughs) Certainly when the career is going um, full steam ahead and business is going well um, which of course ties into the financial um, obligations that we have being at a minimum and the financial assets being sort of at a maximum. Um, so certainly at every level, whether it's my physical well-being and my health, uh, which I'm constantly striving to like do better with on the nutrition and exercise front. So overall, really happiness to me is about not letting one aspect of my life slip so much that frankly, it starts to affect everything else because I do look at holistic in the same, uh, I do look at happiness in the same holistic way that I look at finances, which is that everything is interrelated.
1: Nice, Lynette, thanks for sharing that. And I love that we are connecting today, all three of us, Leslie and Lynette, because you mentioned we want all pistons firing so I, I think we're in a really strategic uh, point here to, to shift into today's topic where we want to know more about getting paid. So this listener wrote in, I want to be paid more. How can I change jobs or careers in such a turbulent economic environment? And I want to open it up at first to you, Lynette. What are your initial thoughts here with this write-in or where would you start if you were in this listener's shoes?
2: Well, I think the first place i start with is adopting the right mindset. And so, um, you know, they use the phrase this turbulent um, economic environment. Well, I want to remind everybody that, you know, in crisis there's opportunity as well. And so sometimes we can kind of count ourselves out or maybe even set ourselves back because we're thinking like, oh, I better do the safe thing, or I better take the, you know, tried and true path, or it's not the right time because everything is kind of quote unquote falling apart, or it seems tenuous, or it seems uncertain. Well, you know, a lot of times when everybody else is out there, you know, to quote the the legendary investor or Warren Buffett, when everybody else is fearful, you know, maybe that's the time to be greedy, <laughs> um, and vice versa as well. Uh, that's not only a strategy for investing, but it's also a strategy to think about in terms of managing your career the right way from the outset. So, right off the bat, I'd say from a mindset standpoint, don't automatically assume that because there are larger um, trends in the economy that might seem like, oh, quote unquote, the economy is bad. You have to think about it more like, you know, real estate. which is that everything is local, right? So um, in your own career, in your own job, in your own industry, that's what matters most in addition to, of course, the skills that you bring to the table, your experiences, your knowledge, your expertise, and your willingness to to work and learn and, uh, and contribute to an organization. The passion that you hear people, of course, speak about when they say, oh, follow your passions and the the money will follow, um, certainly there's a a great element of truth in that. And the core point behind that is that you will be sort of intrinsically motivated. You will be uh, able to and excited about getting up every day and working in a job or at a, a business that you might start for yourself when you're intrinsically motivated about the business, the industry, the type of work that you're doing. So again, you know, we, we take a little bit of the tried and true wisdom, but at the same time, we really are mindful that you have to don't you have to avoid letting um, other people's fears, anxieties, worries, or apprehensions hold you back if you feel I'm well positioned or I can certainly become well positioned to seek opportunity and do so in any environment. Mm.
0: Mm. Uh, Lynette, I'm like viciously nodding my head over here because I'm <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is 100% starting with the mindset. And there's this analogy, not borrowed from Warren Buffett, but I'm sure he <laughs> has used this in part of his life and career where the the warrior mentality is to think about challenges as opportunities. And I I couldn't describe more kind of where you're coming from with first acknowledging we are in a difficult environment, but that doesn't mean that you are a powerless actor within it. That just means you have to take into account a couple of different factors that maybe weren't as relevant for you previously. Uh, One of them being, I think on on the positive side, things like remote work. This is an incredible opportunity where we're realizing that Virtual environments are very much so able, capable, and also proactively effective in creating a culture, creating a business, or contributing to a team. So, I do see this as an area of opportunity for our listeners. I also think, from a mindset perspective, I love how you talked about the skills that you have that can then transform where you are to where you want to go. And for that, I want to add into this analysis to whomever you know, submitted this to our podcast, let's start with the mindset of you you are a powerful actor in this situation. And there are probably skills that you have that are in demand. I think one of the biggest ones I keep hearing about is, are things like project management. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you've been working multiple jobs since you were younger, much like myself, the, the skills that you have in being able to pull together multiple pieces going on at once and then drive that towards some kind of end goal, especially in a corporate environment, is really, really high in demand. So I'd add in there, let's think about also not only what you bring to the table, but how that might be uniquely positioned to help a company with where they are today. And then of course, mm-hmm. I, I have to hear what Liam has to say, of course, but I, you know, my brain is, is spinning on all cylinders. I'm also thinking if we're talking about being paid more, can we quantify what that means can we quantify if that's a couple extra dollars per week doing doordash or uber or lyft or are we talking about a systemic change in where your career is headed or what it's positioned to do so i'll put those feelers out there but liam i have to hear from you (laughs) what are you thinking with all this conversation we're having
1: yeah, no, no, very, very good points from both of you. Um, Lynette mentioning the mindset change, right? Of, okay, we're describing this as a turbulent economic environment. Uh, when is the economy not turbulent? I'm curious, right? It's, it's. I think there's always concerns, there's always risk um, in any decision that you make. And that's where I would urge this listener or people in a similar situation um, to understand what you're prioritizing, right? Why do you want to be paid more? What's the why behind that? Is, be, is it because you feel like you've plateaued in your current role and you've really leveraged what you can do for the team around you? Um, or is it because you have more expenses? That's easy. Maybe find ways to decrease the expenses. Or is it you don't see that vertical motion within your current job? So maybe you need to take on a second job um, or think about changing careers, making a little bit more of a systemic change. So that's what I'm wondering when I, when I think of this listener. Um, I, I think, for example, I, I, I chatted with somebody recently who's doing very well in their role and kind of looking at some new opportunities and in finding a new opportunity, and, and the goal of this was to get paid more. Um, they, after interviewing at the company, really, really loved what the company had to say. Um, they found out that it'd be actually a pay decrease. And they're now thinking, I don't know if it was really me wanting to be paid more I think it was just me wanting to feel more meaningful in the work I'm doing and the role that I'm in. So make sure that you're evaluating that correctly. And the next step up, or as you think of the next step, vertical or to develop yourself, doesn't need to be a pay raise. Um, It could allow you to, I guess, prioritize what's really important to you, whether that's remote working, whether that's more time with family, flexibility of moving to a different place, more responsibilities in your role, more development for the future, higher upside, right? There's so many different ways that you can think about this, and I encourage you to make sure you're prioritizing your why behind this, and maybe thinking beyond just what's going to pay me more tomorrow.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great uh, insight, Liam, because. Everybody values something different. And when I say value, I mean in terms of prioritizing. Of course, generally speaking, we all want to be compensated based on our worth, right? We all want to be um, paid commensurate with the value that we're bringing to an organization. We all just don't know how to always ask for that, how to set ourselves up strategically for it, or sometimes how to document the value that we bring to an organization. So I do think it's also important as you think about the ways in which, um, as you mentioned, Leslie, about trying to sort of quantify some of this. I do think there are some things that people can do to kind of quantify stuff along the way. And let me give your audience perhaps, you know, one or two um, tips on how to do this, because sometimes I do get people, um, frankly, especially a lot of women who will say, OK, I've heard that expression, you know, pay me what I'm worth or I should ask for what I'm worth, etc." But. How do I exactly know, right? So one thing that people can and should be doing is building what I call a praise folder. So a praise folder is your own documentation around every accomplishment, every achievement, um, every success story that you've had within an organization and not just the end goal or the final outcomes, but also the incremental steps, procedures, you know, the the helpful things that you did along the way that helped the organization to reach the goal. So part of your praise folder could be something as simple as an email that your boss wrote you that said, oh, thanks so much for jumping in to to take on the extra work for that project, or thanks for, you know, working overtime for that, that really shows your commitment and it helped us to finish this deadline, you know, meet this project on time. Um, It could be a vendor, a supplier, a coworker, a, a boss, um, a subordinate, someone, anybody who's kind of giving you a, 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 an attaboy and a, and a pat on the back, so to speak, you should be documenting those forms of praise that you get that positive feedback and then building that praise folder. Because you know what you can do with that praise folder? Uh, because I've been a manager before as well. Obviously, I own my own business now and I have for the last 18 years. I've hired so many people. Um, But even when I worked in corporate America for, say, Wall Street Journal and Dow Jones and Company, I was a manager. I was a a deputy managing editor. I had 22 reporters and editors who were reporting to me and I hired a a lot. Well, um, some people came in quite confident, quite knowing their value and understanding of their worth. I never forget this uh, one woman, Sarah, who came in and she asked for a pay that was way sort of above scale and what we normally paid people. But she was so good, frankly, and she was in a, you know, working in an esoteric aspect of the market that there were only a handful of really talented journalists who knew this particular area, um, covering everything from mortgage-backed securities and swaps and derivatives and stuff like that. So um, she came in and she was pretty much like, here's my clips here's my work product, my you know other articles from elsewhere. And oh, by the way, X, here's the salary that um, I'm seeking. And it was substantially above, like I said, the sort of normal scale. But don't you know, I went to bat for her and I went and told my boss, I was like, she's worth it, okay, <laughs> and I won <want> her. <laughs> and we hired her at the salary that she requested. Mm-hmm. So sometimes not only is it about doing your homework, um, understanding your positioning in the marketplace, knowing your value, being able to articulate that, but quantifying specifically what you want or a range at the very least. And so you can get on, you know, the websites of your choice, uh, a salary.com, a glass door, um, uh, you know, other sites where you can find out industry data, but you can also do your own homework in terms of talking to people in the industry, networking, Um, Certainly if you interview with a given organization that you're interested in, you can talk to the person who had the the job if they're still there and they're in a different department or whatever, get a sense. I'm not saying ask them, how much did you get paid? But you can talk and get ranges and whatnot. And you should go into a position with some knowledge about what the range is for that um, salary. But then because you have a praise folder, right? Even if you stay on your job, on your existing job, and you're asking for a raise or a promotion, or even if you're going to a new position and you want to uh, more succinctly and more um, accurately express your value in numbers, it's one thing to say, yep, I boosted productivity, I was a team player, I did this and that. But then you can show and document say, let me show you a couple things that my my old boss said about me or some feedback that I got from a partner or a vendor or a supplier or a co-worker that illustrate the ways in which you know my um, efficiency and productivity and speed with you know getting things done help boost the bottom line or or whatever it is you're trying to, to say so when you're currently on a job and you want to get a raise again I can tell you from having been a manager and having hired you don't remember everybody's contributions. You don't remember every single thing everybody did. So sometimes people will go to their boss and they'll say, oh, it's my one year anniversary. It's my second year. It's the annual review time. And they're just expecting like, okay, my boss knows what I did and how, I, how good I was. Well, no, you have to articulate and show them that. You have to remind them of that mostly. So sometimes it's helpful to have written documentation. So the boss is like, oh yeah, you know what, she did do like, all these things and thanks for reminding me about this. It helps to more clearly uh, uh, demonstrate your value to the organization and it helps you to get that yes for a pay raise because they see quantifiably how uh, valuable you've been to the organization. Um, and let me just say one last point because this part is so crucial for anybody who wants to get a raise. If you get feedback, which is a no, or a not yet from your boss, really take that feedback to heart. And this ties in a lot with what Liam was saying about um, the skill set and, and what you bring, and sort of knowing how to, to, to uh, transfer and translate what you're doing and show that experience. Sometimes the experience that you might want to show or what you need to work on are different types of skills. So some bosses may talk to you about your operational skills, your your functional skills on the job. Some might, you know, as you were uh, alluding to Leslie about having project management skills or technology skills, especially for young people who, generally speaking, are much better with tech than, say, you know, the the average millennial is going to be more facile in the in the tech world than is say the average baby boomer, um, you know, roughly speaking. So just knowing, like. know what yeah you are doing a good job but i need to work on my communication skills written or oral i need to work on my technology or my project management skills i need to work on my management or my leadership skills like really kind of drop down a little bit and fine-tune you know where you might have any weaknesses or what areas that should be shorn up because that's the next level if you get a no or if there's a oh not quite or maybe we should work on this then take it to heart, don't don't be mad about it, see it as an opportunity for growth and know that it's gonna be a building block to help you to get that raise ultimately.
0: Wow, just wow. I mean, I'm taking so many mental notes here and audience, if you're listening, if you're like in awe of what the boss, you just heard from Mm -hmm. her, what the boss has to say about getting a raise Let me summarize it for you in about four steps. So this is what we're all doing after listening to this conversation, to this episode. Step number one, quantify how much you wanna get paid. You need to come in with that number, whether it's internal or external. Step number two, inform that quantification with what you know about the industry. Do your research, network with folks that are in roles that you want to be in and figure out Is it really reasonable to find the salary that I'm looking for in this specific environment? Okay, step three being back up your ask with the actual juice, AKA evidence, that you can do and exceptionally exceed expectations at the job that you're trying to get. That could be in your praise folder, emails from vendors, partners, et cetera, but that is critical to making sure that your ask has some credibility And then step four, very important, as many of us only see the highlight reel, only see the successes, when you get the no, I'm gonna celebrate the no, because I've gotten the no multiple times. I know we've all gotten the no multiple times. When you get the no, take it to heart. You will learn invaluable personalized lessons that will take you to the next level eventually, but you have to be able to take out the emotion of asking for a raise, not getting it, interviewing for a role, not getting it, and take that as part of your learning journey. Um, I'm really sad to wrap up this conversation for now because I feel like there's so much more we could talk about, but I wanna take a moment to celebrate an incredible, real growth moment from one of our listeners. Lynette, as you know, we have folks uh, submitting in not only challenges, but also their wins. And today I am shouting out Raleigh in Nebraska. A brand new Seeds listener who has made it her goal to feel comfortable buying just one clothing item per month. I hear you girl, you got this. Uh, she updated her budget to allow her to do so and now feels guilt-free, guilt-free with her retail therapy time every month. I can totally relate as this weekend I was in Nordstrom Rack for a couple of hours so uh, <laughs> Raleigh continue to do the good work here and we are rooting for you here at Seeds
1: that right there is prioritizing right she's doing what makes her happy but doing it by reducing her other expenses right so we we do love bringing up these stories because we know there are so many others like all of us here uh, beginning their wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time so we're grateful to all of you listeners for joining and we'd love to hear about one your challenges and two your growth moments Or things to add to your price folder right <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly this podcast is great because of you so dm us on instagram or twitter if you don't follow us already find our handle in the podcast
1: description mm-hmm. yes our community is all pursuing happiness so let us help you achieve your goals celebrate you when you do and we're excited to hear from you
0: and lastly a huge shout out to lynette aka the boss if- that isn't a nickname already. Um, Also truly known as The Money Coach. So do check her out at askthemoneycoach.com. That will also be in our episode description. But Lynette, anywhere else you want our listeners to engage with you or otherwise keep up with your incredible insight?
2: Sure, they can also check me out on my video-based learning platform called moneycoachuniversity.com. And I actually have a video course on there, a very short one, but um, packed with lots of nuggets called Negotiating for Women. And um, frankly, men take the class too, (laughs) and it's just fine. Um, But I originally wrote it uh, and conceived of it and then developed the video content um, with a lot of women in mind, because I know we tend not to to negotiate. So um, that would be another resource that I would point your audience to as well
0: we'll be checking that out and in the meantime seeds listeners we are signing off for now enjoy your week and we'll talk to you again next wednesday
1: thanks everybody